tonight that we're going to give you some tools that we're going to help you. I pray that you have come here tonight ready to learn the rewards that are available to each one of us through fasting and prayer. If you notice tonight, it's very rarely I'm going to just say the word fasting. I'm going to say fasting and prayer because they go together. And we're going to discover that tonight. So we're really excited about that. Here's the question I want to ask as we begin tonight. And that is this, how many needs to see some form or shape of change in an area in your life. Come on, put your hand up nice and high. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You know, there's numerous things. For some of you, let's be honest, if that thing did not change, life would still go on. There may be some struggles and hardships, but life will still go on. But for some of you, I realize tonight that if God doesn't bring about that change, life's not going to go on. Things are going to fall apart and things are going to be drastically affected. We need a change to take place in our lives so we can be the change that our world needs and what our world requires. I've been encouraging you all through the last few days. And incidentally, just a show of hands real quick. Who is not getting our daily email? If you are not getting our daily emails, please put your hand up. We want to give you a card and make sure that you are getting our daily emails. Please, please, if you do not receive our daily emails, every day we've been sending a seven-day count back to or countdown up to be the change and just encouraging you every day and just asking for God for you. And one of the things that we have been asking you all to do on the first day, here's what we asked. We asked this. We said, why not look at three specific key areas? Anyone remember that? On day seven countdown, look and pray for God to give you three key areas of your life that you really need to see change in. We could look and say, well, I need change. But the reality is this. If one key area is changed, it probably affects and spills out to a whole lot of other things. So we want you to really be specific. I know in my life, I'm, I'm praying for three key things that I want to see breakthroughs and miracles in. Those things will affect, as I said, many other things. But we're just really believing that. And we want to look at how we can be the change that our world really needs. But before we do that, I want to pray with you. Can I really pray with you? I just feel really led as a pastor to pray with you because there's a lot of opposition to change. The enemy would love for you to stay how you are. In fact, heading in the wrong direction and things going downhill. And, and when we turn around and say, Satan, enough is enough. And we're going to see our family saved. We're going to see our finances turn around. We're going to see this happen. And we're going to see that. We begin to create an opposition from Satan. And he fights against us. And, and I know for some of you right now, the oppression that you're going through and the struggles. And, and just whatever it is that Satan wants to do to try and silence what God 
God wants to do in your life. And we're just going to come against that. And we're going to stand against that today. Can we do that? Let's pray for each other. If you've got someone beside you, just grab their hand right now. We're just going to pray together. We're just going to believe. In the name of Jesus, we just pray, God, right now for each other. God, we just pray that we would be the change that, God, our world needs. That, God, you would so change our hearts and so change our lives. And we come against fear. We come against doubt. We come against any emotion, whatever it may be, that would try to inhibit us, that would try to destroy us, that would try to silence us and stop us from the best that you have. And God, right now, we just make a declaration tonight. We're going to push through. God, we just make a declaration tonight that we're going to make a commitment to be the change. We're going to make a commitment to fast and pray just to see you move mightily because God, those things we need are that important in our lives. And God, just a few moments and a few days of sacrifice and nothing compared to the lifelong return and reward that we're going to see. And God, we pray for that person on our left and right. God, we pray for strength, encouragement, lift up their head and give them everything that they need. God, we're going to be the change in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, high five that person and look at them and say, be the change. Come on, find another couple of people. Say, be the change, be the change, be the change. Here's our scripture. Here's our scripture for be the change this year. It comes from Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 3 reads as this, Then Daniel distinguished himself. What did he do? He distinguished himself above all the governors and the satraps. That word satrap literally means a governing official. Okay, It's just a posh word or another word for a government official or the politicians of that day. He distinguished himself above them all. How many thinks that's a good thing? It's a good thing that above all the noble, great people, he was greater than anyone else. Now, we're not wanting to be greater in that sense, but we want to see greater things take place in our lives. But here's how it happened. Because an excellent spirit was in him. And because of that excellent spirit, the king gave thought. The king actually set Daniel over the whole realm or the whole kingdom. We're going to begin to talk about this more on Sunday in the thought of be the change. But because of the excellence that was inside of him, it caused Daniel to be different to all the others around him. I want an excellent spirit, the spirit of God, to be so alive inside of my life that I'm going to be the change to my community, to my world, to my workplace, to my family, to my home, to my church, whatever it may be. Because when God is alive inside of me, greater is he that is within me than any other thing that the world can ever throw my way. I want an excellent spirit. I want to be like Daniel. So we're going to look at Daniel. We're probably going to look at Joseph. We're going to look at Esther. We're going to look at some of these people from the Word of God and just see what distinguished them. What caused them to have an excellence inside of them that caused them to be a change maker? That caused them to bring about a change? And I truly believe tonight that we, that you can be the change that your world needs. Your world is different to mine in the fact of the contacts and the connections. And I really believe you can be the change that God has strategically placed you to be the change. Man, I've got to stop preaching. It's not about preaching tonight. I'm supposed to be teaching you stuff, but I get excited about it, okay? This is just an intro for Sunday. But how do we change our world around us by being changed inside of us? By allowing God to change us and to place something of excellence inside of us. Not saying we're perfect. 
but just doing something, a perfecting work inside of us. And I truly believe that by fasting and prayer, we're going to see this happen. We're going to see it happen in your life, that we will be changed and that we will be that change that our world needs to see. And what we want to do tonight is to present you with the tools that you need. When you came in, hopefully you grabbed a sheet of paper to write notes on. You've got some pens. You, you've got the fasting for dummies. You grabbed the paperwork on the Daniel fast. We're trying to present you with all the tools that you could possibly need. If you could perhaps put up that screen. We've also got a number where you can text, even while I'm speaking tonight, just your questions. Begin to text them to that number, and then Pete's going to announce those questions. If you want to ask the questions personally, you can do that. But some of you may be embarrassed or feel bad about what you want to ask. That's why we're giving you the opportunity to text it in and then you can ask whatever it may be that you want. So how many of you have got the Fasting for Dummies pamphlet that we have given out, that we gave it out actually before Christmas? If you didn't receive that, then you can grab one on your way out and please just grab that. But because we want everything to be available for you. Incidentally too, all of these materials, the daily emails we're sending out, just everything also can be viewed via our website. If you go to hflc.us on the main homepage, there's a little uh, a link on the bottom that says BTC. If you click on that, there's a brief outline that I have written. And then under those, as you scroll down, you can see all the daily devotions and you can just click on those and they will open into your browser. So we just want you to be a part of everything. We've been sending you out daily emails, as we said. If you haven't been getting those, make sure and let us know. I know some people with those junk phones, they call Androids. If you've got a real phone that's an iPhone, you don't have any problems. But some people who have Androids, I understand there's been a problem. But all you have to do is you have to just select a button that basically says open this and then it will open that. If you are having problems with that, please see us before you leave and we'll break your phone so you can go and get a real one. But please, if you're having problems, we want everyone to be a part of what we're doing. That's why it's important to us that people can't say, well, I don't know. I don't know how to be a part. We want you to be a part. We believe your world needs you to be a part for that change to take place around you. And we're going to be still sending out each day of the fast devotionals. Also, what we're going to be posting on Facebook. If you haven't liked us on Facebook, please do that. If you haven't liked us on Instagram, please do that. If you need information on that, we can get that to you at the end of the service. Or you can call us about that. But every day on Facebook, we're going to be presenting the opportunity for you. If you have any questions or anything that you want to ask throughout the entirety of the fast, we want to be available for you. Through Facebook, you can put it on the message page. Or you can private message us if you want it to be something private. We're just looking for ways that we can really be connected with you because we're in this together. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, we're doing this together. We're doing this together. That's why it's a corporate fast. We're in it together. Remember that when you're hungry and you're struggling, someone else is too. It's okay. We're doing it together. We're doing it together because we're going to see incredible results and incredible rewards. Before I give you the opportunity to ask any questions that you have. I've got three questions that I want to ask and give the answer to today. These are probably three of the most popular questions that would be asked and have been asked in years past. And um, so I want to answer my own questions. Is that okay tonight? So question number one, what is fasting? What is fasting? Plain and simply, fasting is refraining from food for a spiritual 
purpose. Or let me say it this way, refraining from something. We, we will discover that some people, it's a challenge for them because of health and situations like that and medications. It's a struggle for them to go without food and we're not recommending people just go without. That's, that's torture and that's not fun and that's not going to be nice for your spouse and for your kids and for everyone around. And it's going to be bad enough not drinking coffee for a while. How many knows that that's going to make you grouchy if you're not... Drinking some of that stuff. So it's refraining from something for a spiritual purpose. Some people do the Coke. Some people do the Facebook. We're going to talk more about that, I'm sure, with some of the questions that you're going to ask. But what is fasting? I want to answer it in this way by a lot of the misconceptions that we have. A lot of misconceptions when it comes to fasting that it's done by just a load of fanaticals. It's done by some monks up in a hill monastery somewhere. They're just fanaticals. They're just crazy. What other misconceptions are there of fasting? It's not something we need to do. That's what they tell us. Another misconception is it doesn't help anything. It's pointless. It doesn't do anything in your life. And incidentally, fasting is not just about going without food. That's starvation. Come on, that's starvation. It's not just going without, and it's not just fasting, it's prayer. Fasting places us in that position, but prayer is when God really speaks to us and really challenges us and changes our life. And all these misconceptions uh, will stop us from what God, I really believe, wants to do in our lives. If you would look through the entirety of the Word of God, you would discover that fasting was actually a part of a normal, routine relationship with God. Throughout the Scriptures, many people did it. They did it for a number of reasons. They fasted in a time of trouble for God to be their help and for God to come through and meet their need. They fasted when they needed divine guidance. What do we do? Where do we go? They fasted and God came through and answered their prayer. They fasted, listen to this, in repentance. When they had been in sin against God, they fasted, they cried out to God, and God came through for them as they fasted. They fasted also to be used of God, how God could use their lives and direct their lives. And as they did that, God used them. And for, as you look through the Bible, there are different lengths of fast. There is a day fast. Why couldn't we do that one, Pastor Philip? It sounds a lot better than 21, you know. And there's three-day fast. There is a seven-day fast. There's a 10-day fast, a 21-day fast. We can go to 40 days if you want because there was a 40-day fast too. And there's nothing magical about why we choose 21 days. It's just something as a church that we have done now. This is our, I believe, seventh or eighth year. I was trying to figure it out. About a seventh or eighth year that we have started the year with a 21-day corporate fast. And, and we just love that. Just setting aside three weeks, just, just giving to God that first fruit of our year, believing for Him to redeem the rest. And please understand this. Do how long you want to do. If you can't go the full length, that's fine. Don't beat yourself up. Don't, don't feel condemned about it. We're not going to kick you out of the church. We're not going to say you're not welcome and that... We, we, we cannot and we will not force anyone to do it. Fasting and prayer. And that's why we've got to be always careful to put them together because, you know, fasting and prayer, I believe, is being called, rightly so, a spring clean for the body in every way, both physically and spiritually. It's a great opportunity for once again for us to prioritize our lives and um, to rid them of all the clutter and the mess that we pick up along the way. We pick up a lot of trash. 
in our lives. And, and it's like walking outside with white socks. And, and then you look at the bottom of your feet and they're black. You don't realize the clutter and the trash in everything that we do pick up on our daily lives. And it's good to be cleaned out. It's good to allow that to take place in our lives. It's, it's also great that we can discover, I truly believe, that there's a secret source of power that can be found through times of sacrifice. Through times of fasting and prayer. So, so what is fasting? We answered that. What does fasting do? Here's the next question I want to just throw out at you. What, a fi- what does fasting do? We kind of answered it with some of the points we just made there. But in one statement, let me give this to you. Fasting and prayer brings you closer to God. So what does fasting do? It renews your relationship, I truly believe, with God. It brings you closer to God. It's not a requirement. As I mentioned earlier, we're not going to force anyone to do it. We want you to willingly be a part of it. We want you to be excited about it. And and we want you to be involved in it. And I, I believe everyone in this church can be a part of it in some shape or form. I believe every one of us are capable of doing something. And here's my challenge to you. What you think you can do, go a little bit further. Because a rubber band only fulfills its potential when it's stretched. And God wants to stretch us during this time. And as we lay a foundation for our year, wouldn't it be sad to think that we ran out of steam in October or November because we just didn't give God everything we needed? And and please, you know, we're not trying to manipulate God in that way. But just think about it. Just a few extra days, a few extra struggles, I believe is going to be worth it all when we see the rewards on the other end. And we see what God will do in our lives. So fasting is a choice. It's not a requirement. It's a choice. It's a, and, and corporately, as a church, we choose each year um, to break out of the routine in order to draw closer to God. We've chosen to do this, just to break out of the routine of just everyday life to draw us closer to God. Personally and corporately, I don't know of anything that has impacted my life and impacted our church more than fasting. Let me say that again, corporately and personally, I don't know of anything that has impacted my life in this church in a more powerful way than what we've seen, the results of what God has done when we fast and pray. I believe that fasting and prayer is a gateway through which God releases his supernatural power into your lives. We talk about this a lot. What is supernatural? God putting the super to your natural As you do what God has called you to do, that's the natural, God blesses that with the supernatural. We discovered that in our giving, that when we naturally give to God, supernaturally he gives back to us. And how 90%, you can't figure it out mathematically, how 90% goes further than 100%. But 90% blessed goes further than 100% unblessed. Why? Because a blessed life has the supernatural power of God working on its behalf. So we just believe that prayer and fasting is a gateway through which God releases his supernatural power into our lives. The choice is ours. Tonight, the choice is yours. We can either open that gateway or we could ignore it. And we can keep going through our life as normal routine. Fasting, listen to this, is a short season that releases long-term rewards. It's a short season that releases us changed, the lifelong breakthroughs and changes that we see. I've been reading a great book 
from Jensen Franklin. There's some great tools out there that you can get on Fast, and this is a really good. He's got some great materials. If you visit his website, Jensen Franklin is absolutely incredible. In fact, he was the one that first inspired us as a church to begin to corporately fast because that's what their church does. And, and it, this is a great book. It's called the, the Fasting Edge. You can have a look at it after church if you want to get some information on it. But he uses an analogy, an analogy in here that I really liked. He said this, fasting and prayer is like taking the time to sharpen your axe before cutting down a tree. It's like taking the time to sharpen your axe before cutting down a tree. Has anyone in here ever heard of Abraham Lincoln? Anyone? I I kind of figured you had. Come on, if an English guy knows about him, then hopefully every one of you have already known that. Honest Abe, okay? One of the famous statements that Abraham Lincoln said in his life was this. Give me six hours to chop down a tree and I will spend the first four hours sharpening the axe. Give me six hours to cut down a tree and I'm going to spend the first four hours sharpening the axe. For most of us, we would turn around and say, that's a waste of time. It's easy for us to say that when we're not a skilled woodsman like he is. But this was a skilled, Abraham Lincoln was skilled in wielding an axe. He knew the importance of it. He was a skilled woodsman and he knew what he was saying. And it's much like another illustration I read. Listen to this story. It says, as the story goes, a strong lumberjack challenged a respected veteran lumberjack to a contest. So here's the young buck thinking he can do better than the old man. The young man wanted to prove himself, believing that he could cut down more trees in one day than the older man could. So the contest began early one morning. Relying on his own strength and stamina, the young man began swinging his axe through first one tree and then another. And as the day progressed, he was certain he was winning because he could see that the old man was sitting down taking several breaks along the way. All the while, the young man kept swinging his axe, felling one tree after another. At the end of the day, the young man stood confidently by, waiting for the official count from the other lumberjacks, and to his shock and to his dismay, the old lumberjack had cut down at least a third more trees than the younger man. In frustration... The young lumberjack conceded victory to his veteran competitor, but he wanted to know what was the man's secret. How could he do what he did? How could he beat him considering his age and the number of breaks he knew that he had taken throughout the day? The older man wisely and kindly replied, Son, What you don't understand is that every time I sat down for what you call a break, I was sharpening my axe. Because a well-sharpened axe makes for a lot less work, so trees will fall faster. Come on. So many of us as Christians, so many of us as children of God have lost our edge in life. Come on, we've lost our edge in our homes. We've lost our edge in our marriages. 
We've lost our edge in our finances. Jay, can you turn the air off, please? That would be great. We've lost our edge in their health. We've lost our edge in our commitment to God. I didn't say we weren't saved. I didn't say we weren't. But we've lost that edge. And we're still wielding the axe, but we're not being as effective as God really wants us to be and as effective as our lives truly can be. Come on, our lives can so quickly and easily become dull and routine. Daily he loadeth us with his blessings. Is that not what the scriptures say? Daily he has blessings for our lives. But yet we can go for weeks and months without seeing the blessings because we are dull and we are in a rut. You know the difference between a rut and a grave? A rut is just a grave with the ends kicked out. You're going to die in that routine. We've got to break out of that. You see, when we set a time When we set time aside for fasting and prayer, it's like we're sitting down and sharpening our axe. It's like God's sharpening the edge again in our lives, so we're going to see great results. Sure, we can cut down trees with a dull axe, just like the young man did in his story. We can power along on our own strength, but I would much rather get more done operating with the power of God in my life. And with God leading my life, fasting will give you back your edge. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, fasting will give you back your edge. Come on, when you fast and pray, you're going to get your edge back. I love this scripture. You ready for this scripture? Love it. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. Anyone know this scripture? 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9 says this, Eye has not seen, nor ear has heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man. Who? Our heart. It hasn't entered into us what the things that God has prepared. Come on, say with me, prepared. God's prepared things for you that the word of God says, your eye has not seen it, your ear has not heard it. You haven't even began to comprehend those things which God has prepared for what? Those who love him. God wants to give to those who love him. Those who would dedicate their lives and give their lives to him him. And I know fasting and prayer is not the only way that we love God. I know that, but it's a good one. It's a good one how we show how much we love God and how committed we are to him. And it's certainly one that I believe will get the attention of God. I'm ready to grab a hold of those promises that God has prepared for me, for my family, for this church. I'm ready to see them for your life because I know the struggles that goes on in people's lives more than most do. Because people talk to me about them and they come and tell me, I'm ready to see breakthroughs in your life. I'm ready to see those things that you have haven't seen, you haven't heard, you haven't comprehended. I'm ready for you to be a partaker of those and receive those. Last question for me tonight and then I'm going to shut up. So number one, what is fasting? Number two, what does it do? Number three, why should I do it? Why should I do it? Simple reason. You ready? To get the trash out. To get the trash out. It cleans house both spiritually and physically. It has great health benefits. Come on, say with me, win-win. It's a win-win. It's a win situation, spiritually and physically. I know Denise. Wave at us, Denise. Denise is over there. Denise is going to make herself available at the end of the service. But also, let me give you her email address. Here's Denise's email address. Um, Well, let me tell you why you would need her email address. Denise is a nutritionist. 
has an incredible gifting in that for a number of years. I believe over 27 years. Is that correct? She's been a nutritionist. I know for some of you, you may struggle when it comes to fasting just because of the fact of for health reasons, because of diabetes or because of medications and what can I do? I'm telling you right now, there are things that you can do that will be safe for you that will still be fasting and will still be producing great results in your life. So please see Miss Denise. She's going to make herself available at the end of the service. But her email address is Denise, D-E-N-I-S-E dot Delphin, D-E-L-P-H-E-N. And that's at yahoo.com. That's Denise dot Delphin at yahoo.com. And if you didn't get that, see Denise or myself afterwards and she can help you. But I'm telling you, when we talk about the rewards physically that fasting can do, she can tell you a lot better than I can. But it produces great things physically in our life, produces healing in people's lives. It's been proven to produce healing in people's lives. In fact, people have been healed from diabetes. People have been healed from heart problems, eye problems and complaints. Amazing the miracles that can take place through putting your body through a detox to cleanse itself from the toxins and all the artificial reserves and everything that they put in all our food and the steroids and everything that they put in, how it can rid our body and our body can begin to detox. And a lot of doctors medically support fasting for even medical reasons. But as we've said through this teaching, the key point is this, it's fasting and prayer because fasting without prayer is just simply a diet. We're not going on a 21 diet day diet. We're going on prayer, fasting and prayer, believing for God to take you to places that you never thought before. Come on, it's taken time that you would, when you would usually eat and prepare food, that you would set aside that time and just to read and, and just to pray. So just as fasting cleanses your body physically, a trash, it cleanses you spiritually. Look at this scripture, First Peter 5 verse 8. It says, be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, is walking about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Maybe you've lost your edge in your life because of sin in your life. Come on, it's time to get alone again with God. Fasting and prayer can help you sever addictions in your life, perhaps to nicotine, perhaps to drugs, to alcohol, maybe pornography. Just all these addictions that can so easily infiltrate our lives. It can help you out of the double life and the secret sins that you believe are hidden from everyone else. But may I remind you, they're never hidden from God. Never hidden from God. And sin is that which is going to clog the pipeline of all the blessings that God wants. So fasting and prayer, I believe, will help get your sensitivity back to the things of God. So that's my part right there. Has anyone got any questions, anything that they want to ask? The computer fried on us again, but we'll hopefully have the numbers up again. But if you haven't been able to text them in, anyone got any questions that they want to ask that we can try and help you with when it comes to fasting? Anyone? Anyone? Come on, Elizabeth. Hold on one second. Can you help? Oh, come on. <laughs> no, I'm loud enough without it. Yeah, but it's for people who are okay. listening online and stuff. Um, should you try to keep fasting a secret? Not secret, but should you not? Like, if, 
I don't know. No, good question. It, I know what yeah, you're saying. Should you try not to... I know what you're saying. Here's the deal. Obviously, for people in the church, we know corporately we're doing a fast. The Bible does say that when we fast, we shouldn't go around telling everyone, I'm fasting, look at me. We shouldn't be depressed and miserable too, and everyone says to us, well, what are you doing? Well, I'm getting closer to God. I mean, think about that. If that's getting closer to God. So we're not supposed to look like sin. We're not supposed to look miserable. Ladies, please keep your makeup on. Don't fast that. Just keep that on and just keep doing that. We've got to present ourselves. So to answer your question, in the house, we share that with other people who are doing that. But outside of the church, it's not something that you wave a banner and you say, I'm fasting. Now, people are going to notice. And people are going to say to you, well, you're not eating. Why are you not eating? Well, that's an opportunity for you, but it's not something that you publicize and you put on Facebook and you bam it up everywhere and you do things like that. Because the Bible says to him who does things in secret, God's going to reward openly. Uh, and many times we get our reward when people pat us on the back and say, good job, wow, you're so holy because you're fasting and all this and that. But remember this, we've got to present ourselves still right before other people around us because how sad would it be for us to tell people around us that I'm absolutely miserable because I am trying to get closer to God pretty oxymoron right there isn't it isn't it it's a good great 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 question anyone else any other questions Pete you got some texted in yeah we've got one here Uh, question is what if you fail during the fast just like anything pick yourself up there's no failing the only time you fail is when you give up and quit There's going to be times when the urges get so strong that some of you may give in. But you've got to remind yourself, in God, there is no condemnation. There is no condemnation to those who walk after the spirit, not the flesh. There's condemnation in the flesh. And it's okay. If you do mess up, just pick yourself up and just start over again. And don't say, well, it's not worth it. Listen, it hasn't undone everything that you've done up to that point. Just pick yourself up and just keep going again. And for some of you, be careful what you choose to do because you can maybe bite off more than you can chew and you're almost shooting yourself in the foot from the beginning because you're not going to make it through and you're bringing condemnation upon yourself from the beginning. Be realistic with what you're doing, but remember, go a little bit further because it is a sacrifice. Going out without anything is never easy. It's never easy. Good. Any other questions? You've all gone quiet on me tonight. Or did I just do such a great job that I answered them all? Is that what it is? Yeah, right. Mr. Harry, let's wait for the mic. Uh, do you think uh, media and is a fast, is a proper good way of fasting, like the media, television? Cool, cool. Good answer. Um, I, I believe, and we're going to talk about this at the end when I'm just going to give you some tips, but let me answer what you said, is when you are fasting, you're fasting for what reason? To get closer to God. You're fasting to remove the trash and the junk and detox your life and spring clean your life. What is the media? What does the TV really feed you with? What do those things really feed you? Do they increase your walk with God or do they just pretty much most of the time they're neutral, we could say. But if it's neutral and you're standing still, you're moving backwards. So what I would say to you is this, to limit those things. I'm not saying you have to absolutely do away with those, but limit those things Because it's so easy. And one thing you will realize, you have never seen so many food commercials on TV till you start fasting. You have never seen food that you didn't even like before. You are craving because you have never seen so many food commercials. You would swear that they doubled up on the food commercials every January just because we're fasting. So limit that. Be careful with that. Watch what you're filling yourself with, both spiritually 
physically, emotionally, in every aspect of your life. And I think that's really good. During the fast, some people who felt that they couldn't do without food or sacrifice or do whatever like that, they have said, well, you know what I want to do? I'm going to fast Facebook. I'm going to fast Instagram. I'm going to fast the Internet. I'm going to do things like that. And people have done that and seen great results in their lives according to that. And that. Let me ask, answer this question for some of you. What I'm doing as a fast... Um, This is my plan as a fast, and I like to share this with people, not for any other reason, but to maybe help you. What I like to do as a fast is for the first three to five days, I like just to do water. And I'm setting a target of three days minimum, but hopefully going to go five days. The fourth and fifth day, oftentimes I'll maybe supplement with a broth or something like that, just to give a little bit of um, um, just nutrition. But... I do that, and then after that, I do the Daniel fast. I find the Daniel fast is a phenomenal fast. It's what's called a partial fast, just like going without partial things like Cokes or coffees or things like that. But the Daniel fast is phenomenal. We've got paperwork on that. It's on the website too. But basically, the Daniel fast in a nutshell is this. It's only meats. It's no meats, sweets, or breads. No meat, sweets, or breads. So what it is really is fruits and vegetables, along with other things like whole grain and just different things or things like that and just different things. But there's a list of things, and it's a great one, that you can eat salads and you can, and you can eat fruit and supplement. But even when you do a partial fast, be careful that you're just not stuffing your face. It's just you eat to sustain yourself still. One of the things that Kelly and I like to do during the fast, we eat a lot of nuts. We buy in a lot of nuts. It's very good to have nuts. Another thing we like to do is we like to go to Walmart in the frozen section and we buy the edamanis. I don't know if you've ever had the edamanis. Just the little peas that you have and you put in the, uh, in the microwave and you pop them out of the shelves. It's just a little like split pea thing. Really tastes good. And just a neat little snack because you, sometimes you're just craving those things and, and, and just, it just gives you a little snack. Is that cool? Question, Pete. Um, I've got one here. Is it normal for me to be a little scared since this is my first time fasting? Definitely not. Definitely not, because you are going into unknown territory. Anytime you go into something unknown, there is an element of fear. But remember this, what are we going to find? Who are we going to search? We're going to find God. And when we search for him, the promise is we'll find him. And God's not given us a spirit of fear, so it's natural for us to have fear. But when we grab a hold of God, we'll begin to see. And take it one day at a time. Just take it piece at a time and just, um, just bit at a time. And we're going to be giving you some tips that I think will help you with that question too as we close out tonight. But good question. Anything else? Can I keep my coffee? Can you keep your coffee? Hey, you can keep whatever you want. Fasting is not a requirement. It's a choice. You choose to do what you want to do. If coffee is that important to you and you want to keep it, then keep it. But if it's something that is that important to you, maybe that's something that's really important for God for you to give up. And maybe cut back with those things. But again, here, if you are going to detox your body, and Denise can tell you better than this, if, me, but if you're going to detox your body and still drink coffee, you're not going to detox your body properly. If you want to detox your body, it's through flushing it out with water and being regiment with that. And I know for some of you it's tough. Um, Kelly, just sharing with her, a couple of fasts ago, she went out with that coffee and it was a struggle for her. Um, the first few days she fought with headaches. 
um, just the headaches of different things because your body's been starved of the caffeine and the sugar and those kind of things. So there are struggles that you're going to face and you're going to go through. But hey, you can have whatever you like. And some people may say, well, I'm just going to fast green beans because I don't like green beans. Here's what I'll say to you. If it doesn't matter to you, it probably doesn't matter to God. So, so go without your green beans. And again, you're not going to have con- condemnation. God's not going to answer your prayer because you're not going without coffee. But instead of trying to find out what can we have, we get good at doing that. Isn't what can we have? What can we have? We've just got to remind ourselves why we're doing without things in the first place. It's not to be comfortable during this time necessarily, but it's to be at one with God and connect with God during that time. And, and if you're going through a fast and there's no sacrifice and you're not feeling the pain for it, you know what they say, no pain, maybe no gain, huh? And so again, doing without, it's a struggle, understand that. But the rewards, the short, what did I say? The short, how did I present it? Fasting is short, a short season that releases long-term rewards. 21 days without coffee, a marriage could be turned around. 21 days without coffee, your son could be saved. What's more important, coffee or the breakthroughs and the miracles, those things, those changes that I want to see in my world? So that's what I'll say in answer to that. You can have whatever you want, but just weigh it out on that scale. Not putting you in condemnation, but weigh it out like that. Is that worth giving up that, perhaps? Yeah, any other questions? Any other questions that we've got? Come on, there's got to be some questions. Come on, Roxanne. Just is there a um, study like about like scriptures, different scriptures that you use on a daily basis or how do you handle that? What we're going to do with the daily um, devotions that we're going to give to you is one of the things that we're going to do is we're going to um, present to you some scriptures during that time. But one of the things that we're going to do, too, is we're going to give a, a, a prayer, a structured prayer every day or a praise that we're going to call it. We're going to give thanks every day through prayer. So every day on that first day, we're maybe going to thank God for our church. The next day, we're going to thank God for our health. The next day, we're going to... So we're going to have a corporate prayer. But what I do encourage you to do, like you're saying, through fasting and prayer, is when you are reading your Bible, is look for Bible readings. Look for the opportunity. Go to the... um, Christian bookstores, buy a Bible in a year and begin to just digest that, begin to read through it. But as far as really having a structured study that's really going to help you, that's something that I believe you can find for yourself because the Word of God is definitely going to help you and you need to get that inside of you. So this year we're not going to literally do where we're all going to read this together per se, but I encourage you to read that. We will have some scriptures, but it's going to be more daily prayer focus that we're going to pray and worship together on. Is that cool? Pete? Another question. Is it a good idea to take multivitamins during the water fasting? Mr. Nice, hold on. It's not necessary. Uh, we're not going to become deficient in a nutrient that fast if you're doing water fasting. Probably the only people who I'd say if they were doing water fasting who might need to take the multivitamin is if you're somebody who you already know you're anemic, something like that. Then it might be to your benefit to take it. But otherwise, we're not going to run out of a vitamin in three or four, three or five days, something like that. So it's totally up to you. And the benefits that you're going to see in your body, I believe, are going to far outweigh those kind of things. Miss Breezy, Pete's coming to you. 
Uh, I've been told that your vitamins are carried in your body by way of food. So are you still, can you become sick or ill by taking vitamins without food? No, there's lots of people who take vitamins without food. So it's fine to take vitamins without food. But like I said, we store vitamins in our body. So most of us don't. Like I said, for somebody who's going to go totally without anything for three to five days, you're going to have plenty of a store. But most people can take vitamins and they don't upset their stomach. or do, they're not, It's not affected by whether you have food or don't have food in your stomach. It won't matter if you're wanting to take them. Yeah, your body's still using the multivitamins if you're taking them without food, if you want to take them. It's still going to use them. It doesn't have to have the food for it to work. Awesome. Man, thank God for the specialist in that. And that's why, again, if you've got questions as far as nutrition and health, please, Denise is making herself available. And while I would say this, too, um, if anyone needs any kind of health counseling, that's a ministry we have available through this church that Mr. Denise has offered her services, just like Mr. Dan does with finance. She's available to counsel with people and to help people get you on diet plans and structured plans, all confidential, and it's all free. She wants to volunteer that to you. So please see her if you need help with that. Elizabeth. Uh, this is kind of along the same lines, but what if you take uh, medicine, uh, yeah, medicines that you have to take food with? What would help work? If, if, you, if you're going to have to take a medicine that you're going to have to have food with, what would be the best kind of thing that you would take it with, Ms. Denise? To still be able to fast, and t- unless I knew it was the specific medicine, but most things, if it's just wanting to have something like in your stomach, you could still fast and do it with a juice or a fruit or something like that. I mean, if it just needs food in your stomach, it could be anything. And if you're doing wanting to do more of the... The uh, water f- or fast and not the Daniel fast. Daniel fast, it could be anything you ate would be fine. If you're doing more of the water fast, you may just need to say, instead of a water fast, I'm going to have a juice or something with it. And it could be a vegetable juice. It could be a fruit juice. It wouldn't matter. Cool. Awesome. Good, good questions. Good questions. Pete, you got one more? Yes, indeed. Uh, what about your kids? Do you have them to fast as well? One, one thing as a church, what we try to do, and we say corporately, we mean corporately, Sarah is talking to our kids tonight in iKids about fasting. They've got, a, they've got a board, usually they do, on the wall. And what the kids will encourage the kids to do something, for the most of the kids, on their wall it's going to be, I'm not going to eat any junk food, I'm not going to ride my bike. For, and what they do is that they do it week to week. So instead of 21 days, they ask them to do it in seven-day increments. For seven days they encourage them to do something, and then for the next seven, and for the next seven. So just really encourage them with that, and just keep encouraging them with the reason why we're doing that. So, so again, a great question, and thanks for that. But yeah, we, we try to the best of our abilities to incorporate um, every aspect and every spectrum of our church so everyone can move forward together. And except for very small children... There's absolutely no reason why they couldn't do the Daniel fast with you. I mean, school-age children or even preschool children. Most of them, I mean, a lot of those children don't like meat and stuff anyway. If I had, I mean, they really don't. Um, so unless I had like a real small child, I was really worried about giving them milk or cheese or something. But, you know, otherwise, other school-age children and stuff, they could do the Daniel fast like everyone else. It's actually very healthy for them. Cool. So just make that decision for them, parents. We are having salad for the rest of this month. Any other questions? Good questions, really good questions. 
just want to make sure we give you all the tools. We just want to, that you, you have the information that you need so no one can say, well, I just didn't know and that's why I didn't do it. We want to make that available. Pete? Yeah, um, this is a good one. Will the water fast or fasting in general have a negative effect in a physically active person? Yes. The reality is food is fuel. Food is fuel. So I do not recommend for a long period of time someone who has a very active um, work that's very strenuous just to go without food, period. You've got to be careful with that. Again, most of us have enough fat reserves. Most of us has enough in reserve that we could probably go for about 69 days or something and we wouldn't suffer anything and um, just things like that. But So you've got to be careful with that. That's why if you want to do more of a liquid fast like that, then add or supplement with just like a broth at night or, as Denise said, take a fruit juice, some like a V8 or just a vegetable juice, just something like that. But again, just limit to maybe one in the morning or one for lunchtime and then just do water the other times. But just do what you can do. If you're physically exhausted and the boss says, if you come back like that tomorrow, you're going to be fired, then do something about it, okay? Because again, we're not glorifying God if we're going to lose our jobs and, and we're not validating people not to work. I'm fasting, so I can't work half as hard as I... You need to be a harder worker because you're getting closer to God. You need to be the best worker that you've got. So just be wise with that. Don't beat yourself up. It's not about being a spiritual martyr. Jesus already died for us. He's not looking for martyrs to give our lives. But again, whatever you can do, just go a little bit further because you can do more than you really think you can. You really can. Anything else? Anyone else? Anything else? Yes, ma'am. On the, uh, the people that have like an active lifestyle, uh, especially if you're working out, trying to lose weight or stuff, uh, whey protein, you know, with water, stuff like that, a little whey protein, one scoop, and um, some nuts like cashews or uh, almonds usually help you out pretty cool. good. Cool, cool, just a little bit of protein. I mean, it, there's so many things you can do. Breezy had a question? No. Oh, okay, okay. Anyone else? Cool, cool. And again, remember that um, we have sheets available for the Daniel fast. It's online. That fasting for dummies has quite a bit of information on it. Um, There is a chapter in the Bible that is called the fasting chapter, Isaiah 58. I encourage you to read it. The love chapters, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians um, 13. And the fasting chapter is Isaiah 58. It's called The Fast That Pleases God. It talks about how you'll find pleasure in your life, how it will loose the bonds and and take the heavy burdens off you, how you can touch other people, how it's healing, and how I love it. It talks about how healing will spring forth speedily in your body. And it talks about guidance, Isaiah 58. One thing I will say, if you're still texting in, do we have that slide with the number just in case people are still texting in questions? Let me say a couple of things. I really would recommend you make a plan. Just kind of make a plan. And again, if you don't meet that plan, it's okay. But sometimes I know I work best to goals, to have goals in my life and to be driven by that. So just make a plan. Um, be, be willing to expect things, you know, you're going to be a little bit tired, you're going to sleep more, 
You're going to probably go to bed more. Kelly and I used to find ourselves wanting to go to bed early because that was the best thing to combat hunger was sleep. (laughs) And just went to sleep, you know. We went to sleep about four in the afternoon and woke up like three the next day in the afternoon and then went to sleep at four. No, I'm only playing. But um, just, just, just to do that. Remember this. This is really massive. If you don't hear anything else today, this is massive. Water is a faster's best friend. Water is your best friend. You need to be drinking at least a gallon of water a day. And that's important too as your body detoxes itself. That flushes out all the toxins in your body. Some of you are going to get fit just by how many times you go to the restroom. You're going to be up and down. Especially if you work here at the church and you're in the office. You know where the restrooms are. So half a mile to get there and a half a mile back. We do a marathon every day just going to the restroom. But again, that's going to be, but you're flushing your body and doing all those kind of things. You're going to have headaches. One thing you're going to have, and my wife always says this to me, oh, your breath stinks. You're going to have bad breath too, because as your body detoxes, it's going to come up. It's just that. So be mindful of that. If you're working out in public and stuff like that, don't be offensive with your breath. Take care of that and just do something really good with that. Any other questions? And then I'm just going to give you six practical things to do. Any other questions? Yeah, we've got one here. It says, what if you are not saved? What if you're not saved? Good question. If you're not saved, get saved and fast and pray. Um, because get closer to God. The benefits of fasting and getting closer to God work whether you're saved or not saved. Because if you draw nigh to him, God will draw nigh to you. So if you don't have a relationship with God, begin to fast and pray and get a relationship with God. I just really encourage you to do it and to be a part of it and keep your heart and mind open and say, God, show me things and just help me in every area in my life. Miss Lisa? I want to ask, uh, what would be best, frozen vegetables or canned vegetables? I was told frozen vegetables. Canned or frozen? Fresh. Fresh Fresh is best. Fresh, frozen, and then canned in that order. There you go. Fresh frozen the can. Are you ready? Let me give you practical tips, just six practical tips that I think would, would really help you through your fast. Number one, listen to only Christian music. Listen to only Christian music. I know for some of you, you may like your country, you may like your R&B, you may like all this kind of stuff. I'm telling you, if we're getting closer to God and detoxing our body, just listen to Christian music. Garbage in, garbage out. 92.7 is one. There's a lot of stations. 15.50 a.m. If you heard me this morning, I was on a local radio station this morning talking and had a great time with that. Number two, as Roxanne says, I encourage you, I think you should get a Bible plan. Get a Bible plan, whether it's a read through your Bible in a year, whatever it may be. But you need to read your Bible. Your Bible is the food that will sustain you through your fast. It's the bread of life. It will sustain you. Limit other books. You may have all your books lined up. You may have your life magazines and your parent magazines and just all these books. You may be reading novels and fictional and this. I'm telling you, put all that stuff aside and just feed yourself the Word of God. There's great spiritual books that can help you. Books like this are just really good that can really feed your spirit with that. Tip number three. Limit your time on Facebook, Instagram, and TV. Just be limited on that. I'm not saying don't do it, 
but just be limited on that. Just use the opportunity for Facebook just to ask a question or just to see what we're posting every day. But outside of that, just limit your time. Practical tip number four. When you would normally sit down to eat, use that time to pray and to worship God. So at work, if you've got an hour lunch, if you've got 30 minutes, go in your car, get your Bible open, put a praise and worship CD in, get a preaching CD, use our podcast, listen to our messages and other preachers and fill yourself with food during those times. Incidentally, the church is going to be open every day from nine till four, Tuesday through Friday, the church is going to be open. And we would just love for you to come by maybe at lunch or whatever it may be. Just come in. We're going to have music playing throughout that week with lights on in here. And you can just come in here and you can just pray. You can just have your time with God. And and we're going to be doing that 9 till 4 every day, Tuesday through Friday. Okay? And also, uh, we're going to be doing something, and you're going to be hearing more about this. We are doing something that is so exciting during the fast. It's called Living Room Worship. Living Room Worship. Our praise and worship band, are gonna, we've picked at three houses that we're going to go to on a Friday evenings. So three Friday evenings during the fast, we're going to go to a house in the Baton Rouge area, Ascension area, and Denham Springs. We're going to take the whole band, and what we're going to do is we're going to go from 7 till 8 o'clock. We're going to have an hour of worship in people's houses. And the people's houses that we've asked, they are willing to open their houses up for all of us to come. And what our vision is that the garage would be full, their yard would be full, every room in the house would be full, and we're just going to have a praise and worship time for an hour in people's houses. And Trey and Megan came to this. This is just one of the ways that the band, they don't get to interact a lot with people because they're up there and we're down here and they're practicing and they're praying and preparing before service. And it was just one thing that they said we'd love to do to connect with people more. So we are, I'm just really excited about living room worship. And then the last Wednesday night of the month, we're going to have worship in his house. And the last Wednesday night of this month, we're just going to have a whole worship and praise night too that we're going to have. So really, it's going to be four nights of worship throughout the entirety. And then the first Sunday in February, we're going to end the fast with a healing service. And that's what we're going to believe, that God's going to heal people physically, mentally, spiritually, financially in every area. So we're gearing up to a big crescendo at the end. And then the following Wednesday after that, the first Wednesday in February, we're going to have a testimony night. And it's going to rock this world. It's going to be phenomenal. I'm not going to have to ask people to come. People are going to be lined up wanting to come to be that. What were we on number four? Number five. Here's a practical tip number five. Get a buddy. Get a buddy. Get an accountability partner. Get someone that you can fast with. Husbands and wives, I encourage you, like we always do, do it with your wife. Do it with your husband because it builds a relationship too between you. But I think it's good to have a buddy, someone that you can talk to, interact with, talk about the struggles you're having and help each other, pray together with each other and just support each other and say, come on, girlfriend, you can do it. You can make it through. You can push through so you can share together. And number six... Be involved at church. During the fast, every time the church doors are open, be here. Living room worship, find out the house we're going to and be there. Whatever opportunities you have, be at church. 
read the emails, be a part of what we're doing. They're just practical tips that I really believe will help you. Anything else just before I pray for you and we close? Yes, Aminga. And to each his own, but for people that don't know about intimacy when you're married, as far as the best. Okay. Hey, good question. We had this last year. As far as intimacy, when it comes to the fast, you'll be pleased to know that the Bible doesn't say during a fast that you have to fast that. But what the Bible does say, that if two agree that that's something that you want to do, then do that. But that's not something you have to do during fasting. Okay, so don't say, hey, stay away from me because we're fasting. Okay, that's not what the Bible says. Now, if that's something that you agree with and that you want to do, and both of you agree, it's important that both of you agree because the Bible says if you don't both agree, it's going to cause problems. Okay, so if there's an agreement of that, then do it for a time, but make sure that you're returning back to normal routines and stuff. But that's not something you have to do. It doesn't make you more holy. Just probably makes you more grumpy, amen? amen. <laughs> Any other questions? Good answer, good answer, good questions. Good questions. Let's pray. Let's stand together tonight. I want to thank every one of you for coming tonight and just being a part. We're just excited as the leadership. Kelly and I are totally excited as the leadership of this church just to see the excitement that there is in people and just the anticipation for God to do great things because I'm ready to be the change in my world. We're excited too. On Sunday, we're going to have really cool. We're going to have some really cool bracelets to give every one of you. To it says, "Be the change" on it, and then on the back side, it says Daniel six verse three, which is the scripture. Uh, this year, we've done something really cool too. We've got three sizes this year. We only did two sizes last year: really small and really big, and it was tough in between. So we've got really small, really big, and then not so big. So all the ladies will have one, and the kids are going to have one too. And it's great. I'm still wearing mine from last year. I don't know if anyone's still wearing theirs from last year. Greater three thirty for God to be greater. We're going to decrease, and um, but it's really, really cool. So we're going to be giving that out on Sunday. So that's really cool. Let me pray with you all tonight and just believe God. And, you know, just as we close this service, anytime I have a microphone in my hand, I made a commitment to God that I would do this. And that is give an opportunity for someone to know Christ. And, and how sad would it be for us to talk about getting closer to God and for him to be closer in our lives. But yet we don't give people the opportunity to begin that journey tonight. And we just want to give you the opportunity. I don't know everyone here, but God does. And maybe tonight you want to give your life to God. Is there anyone? Lift up your hand and wave it nice and high so we can see. I want to pray with you. Is there anyone that would just really love to say, I want to give my life to Christ. I want to make a commitment to God. Is there anyone? Praise God. Well, let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for everyone in this place. God, we just ask that God, you would be with us through this fast. That God, as we plan and we prepare, God, as we come into the house Sunday with great anticipation, as we get ready to be the change, God, we're going to make a commitment to be every Sunday this month and every Wednesday, God, we're going to be here. We're going to be committed because, God, we want to see great results in our lives. God, we just thank you, God, that you are so awesome. And God, we just pray that you would be with us as we leave. God, just help us and, and really show us, God, what we can do. And really show us what you want to do in our lives. Because God, I think that's what we need to see. Because when we see what you want to do in our lives, God will willingly do what is needed to get to that place. Because God, you're awesome and you're incredible. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. One other thing. I know I'm loading you with information. A good friend of mine, John Norman, is going to be with us the weekend of January 25th, 26th, somewhere around there. 26th is the Sunday. 
really excited too. On Monday, January the 27th, we're going to have a night called Elevate here. And it's going to be a whole teaching for everyone who already operates in some kind of ministry position here at this church. Whether you serve on the welcome team, in the nursery, whatever capacity, drive a bus, whatever. We're opening it up for you. But we're opening it up for the whole church. For those that would say, I want to be a leader. I want to be involved. We're having an hour and a quarter teaching night with John Norman, a buddy of mine. He's going to come in and give us a phenomenal teaching. It's going to be absolutely awesome. So be watching for that and listening for that. But just turn around and say hey to people. Just tell them what you're going to do and what plans you have. And see, Denise, if you've got any questions, if we can help you. If you want to have a look at this book and take any information or whatever. Um, If you need phone numbers, emails, whatever, just let us know. But have a great week. See you Sunday. Pack, come on, let's pack this house Sunday. Let's pack the house on Sunday and believe for God to do awesome things. We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's word into effect. At Heart Seas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless. Savior, I just want